0: This is the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and the
1: Ticketfm.com. All right, we are back. Harrison on the ones and twos. I was in a little time zone, or I say time machine. I'm looking at the TV up behind us. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Like Miami, North Carolina. I'm like, wait a minute. That's like two weeks ago, wasn't it? <laughs> but yeah, we got the TV's playing. But we got our corn and our other corn huskers. So we got the football now. We got an unfortunate lose by Billy Kemp. Mm-hmm. The fourth is out with ACL, you said? Or
0: yep. Was, and then uh, Ethan Piper as well. Was and he
1: guard tackle center? Ethan Piper, he's playing that left guard position. Left guard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm learning learning the roles, learning names for year one back yeah so i saw that play both went down on the same thing i'm like what in the heck yeah Man, and i saw piper's injury but i didn't see um, billy kemp how he got rolled up on or you know his injury how it ha- how it happened
0: yeah it's just been i mean really unfortunate i know matt rule had the quote he hasn't seen this many injuries on that side of the ball in his 10 years coaching like yeah. it's it's been you look at the running back room you look at Mar- marcus washington right. against illinois you see the piper now you see billy Kemp go down i mean it, as much as the the offense at times could be, people criticize it a lot. It is getting really tough, I'd imagine, to keep plugging in new guys. Like I know Malachi Coleman had that one reception, showed yeah. some poise yeah, there. From, but that's hard for uh, those Irene. young guys just to step in, plug in, and be ready immediately. Yeah, it depends
1: on your mindset. You know, if you don't have that mindset built up like that, and you're now going through the process of building that mindset, and I think, and because I, I hear Pat, uh, Coach Real say that a lot, mm-hmm. how he's building mindsets to. Have that next man up mentality or building the mindset of we make a mistake, we move on. We'll deal with it on Monday or Sunday in practice. And so building that, the difference in the, the difference between building that mindset to being in that mindset is night and day. So when you're building it, then the the player is being developed to understand now you're touching them, you're teaching them and are you coaching them and say, all right, now this is where this is the moment where you turn the page. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about the mistake. Don't worry about whatever's happening. Or don't worry about, all you got to come in now to replace, you know, Kemp at this position. Don't worry about it. Just go ahead and just just play ball. Don't overthink it. But to then already knowing that, okay, I got to be ready to play, when somebody gets hurt. When you have that mindset when you're already there, then the adjustment is a lot smoother once you get in there. Um, Because I remember days at Seattle when... I'd say wasn't that I was not ready to play physically it was more obviously the mental part the, start, the part I've explained about learning the playbooks hmm. so the only thing I was not confident in was knowing my playbooks because I've been in our offense in 1997 you know, for 3 years come in and Dennis Erickson and it's a number system and then going into Mike Holmgren by my second year was was the West Coast offense very wordy you know two jet flinker drive Screen left, two-check, flicker drive, all go. (laughs) Those are plays. And knowing my protection, knowing where I'm going, on what side of the formation, all that stuff. So that was me processing. So I couldn't be the player that I knew I could be Mm because I was thinking too much. So just like a computer, when you see that computer buffering, that's what you see a lot of players in the Nebraska locker room or any locker room where there's been a lot of change, a lot of negative change, unfortunately. The coach is going in and out. And so now those, some of the players are there, though, where they, they get in there. or they have been playing all year? And it's boom. It's nothing like the defense has done in this past game and, and, and other games where they're on the fringe. And I believe now they turned the corner to know, like, okay, now we know when to shut this team, to shut the team down. It kind of went back and forth with Illinois last week. And then this week against Northwestern, you saw guys, they had the moment like, all right, we got to keep them from throwing the ball. They can't convert here. They, they kept pushing them back defensively where they're in the backfield. So when you, when the players smell the blood in the water, like we, we we hear from different conversations of different athletes and different teams, when you hear that phrase, that means that team know what time it is. It's time to go get this win, get these guys off the field with a victory and make sure we do what we need to do right now, mistake-free to do that offensively and defensively. What impressed
0: you most with that Husker win against Northwestern on Saturday? Obviously the defense is a yeah. big
1: highlight there. You kind of mentioned
0: it. They were able to kind of peel their ears back. They were yeah. third and long over and over and over again. Yeah, and that I really allowed it. our defense. Nash Hutmacher, huge game for him. I think he was recorded. To finish it with two and a half sacks. Just a monster in the backfield. And even from last year, just kind of listening in here, listening to Austin talk about it with Brian Munson. Mm-hmm. He's a lot quicker this year. And I think that's helped him a lot. You know, he was always kind of a immovable force already if, right. you know like if you were trying to kind of push him out of the gap that was going to be a tough problem for you but in terms of getting into the backfield he didn't quite have that agility this year i mean coming in only 6-2 but i think he's, he's damn near 300 pounds just a monster in there a big game for him obviously the rest of the defense you yep. see uh just good coverage downfield too allowing those guys to get back but what are some of the things you were really impressed by with this nebraska team in the win over northwestern
1: um i'll say like for one the pressure you know and then keeping it on I mean, it's, it's easy and it's what you should be doing in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. So you're fresh. Both teams are fresh. You're coming off, um, you know, kickoff and go out there offensive, defensively and do your job. But then it's third and fourth quarter is what I like to see. And when that team shows up and then when they're showing up like they are in the first quarter or the first half of the game, then I'm like, okay, this team is a problem. And you're starting to see those players starting to get their, their confidence, like I mentioned already, but then also their endurance. I mean, I saw previous few games ago, Against Illinois, um, against Colorado, where the D line guys were kind of huffing, it was like, oh man! I was like, man, when you see your D lineman huffing and puffing, you're like, oh man! You know they're not, you know, getting their full recovery, and that means obviously they're not going to stop anybody mm-hmm. offensively. You know, a team can block them and push them around because when you're tired at that position, you get pushed right into the linebackers, and the linebackers are having a hard time to get through, sift through, unless you got good guys that can move their feet and move and move and use their hands. But either way, that D lineman is going to be sitting in their lap, almost like a opposite to a running back. When the defense gets penetration to my own line, and then I got my guard and center and tackle in my lap while I'm getting the ball or trying to pass, bro, that's not a good feeling. So when you have that on the flip side, then, and then like I said, it, it creates problems. So now I'm starting to see guys hustling in and off. Not that they weren't hustling, but they're saying having that energy come third fourth quarter because that's how they're going to basically continue to get what? Two more wins, be both eligible. Yeah, right there, four and three. They're going to have to finish every game feeling and looking like it's the first half. And I say that was the biggest thing about our defense between our rotation um, for the black shirts and then obviously the talent. But right now, we know we got talent, but right now, it's it's the endurance. You do that fourth quarter, you know, coming up against the uh, remaining teams on the schedule games, you know, with Purdue this weekend, you do that. They're a pass happy team. You know, they got quarterback likes to throw it around a little bit more. Um, than what we saw in Northwestern's quarterback. So just making sure you have that energy, third fourth quarter, that it looks just like it did in the first half.
0: Yeah, and again, I think that conditioning is a big part, especially in Colorado. You can argue maybe it was a little bit of the elevation, slim on rotations to the depth there. uh, Just isn't quite what you wanted under year one. A little bit understandable. So those guys are definitely going to need the conditioning. Switching to the offensive side of the ball before we go to break, Heinrich Harburg, what are you looking to see out of him? I'll quick kind of go like his poise, even though he had that rough start. Yeah. Defense, you know, helped him out there. I mean, Northwestern went negative yards and still able to get three points just based (laughs) on the field position. Right. But nonetheless, really rough start to the game. Finds a way to get him get it under control, stay poised. And then you're doing what it does best when he's out there mobile kind of what you saw in high school, That's he's still effective there. I mean, he's imaginative, creative. He had that one pass, probably over the line of scrimmage, but <laughs> yeah. good to see him use I his don't imagination. Care. Yeah, we'll take the play. He's, right? he's making an effort. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, for as much as we give slack to the offense, their third down conversions, you know, with Heinrich Harburg, he, we've gotten a few of those pretty clutch throws from Harburg on the move, getting mm-hmm. creative, like that one where, you know, just – Right by that line of scrimmage,
1: he's done that a few times
0: with that sidearm.
1: You know, what are you looking yeah. to see
0: on Heinrich Harburg um, for him to
1: improve on? I say he just got to become more of that quarterback that has the control over it. You could tell he's still learning progression reads. Mm-hmm. He's still learning pre-snap reads. He's still learning how to attack a defense and where to throw the ball. He definitely understands how to use his legs. When they use his leg? Except for um, I
0: will say the option, he's still got to figure that. An out option. He just got to figure out. Yeah.
1: The timing. And knowing when to pitch the ball. How you press that emo, that in man on the line of scrimmage, how you press him to make him make a decision. He's gonna either do this, because I've seen Tommy, I've seen Brooke, I've seen Scott do this for years. Um, you make that linebacker or that D lineman, whoever that is, in man on the line, to make a decision. Either you're gonna tackle me, but if you tackle me, I'm gonna pitch the ball. Or if you're gonna go for him, you know what I'm 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 tucking it and then I'm t- I'm toting the rock for 10-15, maybe a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing he has to do there. But with passing, like I said, just a little bit more discipline in his reads to where he understands where he's going with the ball. And um saying, you know, no eyeballing receivers down, kind of give the a nice little learn how to look guys off. Mm-hmm. You know, this is something that he could, he could be coached up on, but also it's something that where you don't want to give him too much. You know what he's comfortable throwing, keep doing that from a play calling standpoint but then also teach him a little bit this week because I know I saw a couple passes where it was one, t- one situation. He was rolling to the right, going to North Stadium or going to South Stadium, excuse me, rolling to the right. Right after the play action, he had the tight end wide open, and then he kept scrambling to the sideline. But then what he did was he covered. He ended up covering the tight end later by scrambling and then, not, and then throwing to him late because when he did come out of the play action, he should have just hit him right away. Mm-hmm. Tight end was wide open. The defensive backs and the linebackers were already 10 yards down the field. That would have been at least a first down, if not more. But what he did, he covered them up by getting more yards outside of the pocket and trying to you know, break the pocket. Then he decided, okay, I'm going to throw the ball. But now that linebacker saw the tight end and tackled him for only like a five-yard game. I think it did convert to a first down, but something where you got to see, when you see the quick route, the mm-hmm. hot route right there, that's usually your hot route out of play action. It's the first receiver to the flat. Or the first receiver that just turned around waiting for you. Sometimes, if nothing else is, I mean, if you know, you see that if that's just five, six yards, and it's room for them to run, get it to them right away. Make those quick decisions because good quarterbacks, that's what they do. But it's like I said, it's a process when you're learning at the time. You know, for a guy like him, and and for him with the big change at the start of the season coming in after um, Jeff Sims, you know, with the injury and then obviously gameplay, so he's still getting there. But um, like his throw, like the D ball. That deep he have a pre, he has a pretty deep ball. So when he has the time to throw, when the receiver is wide, you know, getting, I won't say wide open, but you could throw it to where he gets open. He mm-hmm. has that tu- he has that touch on the ball. So I saw that with the big uh, touchdown to Malachi Coleman. It's a good um, call by Ciderfield, too. They were awesome. gonna run that belly. He has to.
0: Be- run that belly option all day. Exactly. And then just set it up to be wide open. All those guys pulled up, and it was just a blow by by Malachi Coleman. But we got to go ahead and yep. throw it to our second break here. We'll have one more left on the Amon Green show. I'm Harrison. That's Amon. We'll talk to you guys in a little bit.